You're listening to the IQVIA podcast, where we discuss ways to drive innovation in healthcare. Hello, and welcome to the latest of IQVIA's Launch Excellence series. My name is Sarah Rickwood, and I run the thought leadership team in IQVIA EMEA, um, and I've also been author um, of many of the reports in the Launch Excellence series. But IQVIA has um, a wide range of people who are expert um, across all aspects of launch, and I'm really pleased to be joined um, for this episode by Christina Algataga Trowdry, who is the EMEA lead for the Commercial Strategy and Transformation team. And um, Christina is a launch veteran, um, having been um, involved in supporting clients um, across a very wide range of launches in a wide range of situations. And one of the things that um, Christina has been particularly engaged on is helping clients prepare excellently and um, understand how to build um, the right performance management system for their launch as well. So I'm going to start there. So, Christina, welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot, Sarah. You did a great introduction there uh, because, in fact, when we think about the planning of launches in the past and going into the future, one interesting, uh, perhaps, uh, image that could be used to describe the way things are changing is, is if we compare planning for a launch to flying a plane and not even just flying a single plane, but managing kind of a whole fleet in the air. Right. You mentioned the point around uh, we're moving into an environment where we see more parallel launches. We also see an increase in uh, an expansion in the number of drug types that are being launched. We see opportunity fragmentation, meaning that many of the launches uh, will target smaller uh, segments, niche populations. And at the same time, we also see changes in the go to market model of companies with restricted access in many cases to the key uh, healthcare professionals. So all of this obviously requires companies to start thinking about how can they plan in a different way. And when we think about flying in the good old days when some of the first manual planes were introduced, you would fly on site. You'd have very limited information by which to navigate. Whereas then we've seen the move even in the 2020s to SpaceX launching Dragon 2 in the 2020s. And this now taking us into a very different type of of environment where you basically have more advanced visibility and analytics supporting uh, your uh, planning and your your ability to navigate. And if you compare or transfer this imagery to the environment of launch, this is obviously the kind of agility and visibility to key measures that we look uh, for not just individual crew members of your flight, individual sort of cross-functional team members, but we look for entire cross-functional teams, for franchise leads, for commercial leads, even for your CFOs and your finance partners to bring that visibility to the way that you uh, navigate uh, a single launch and a number of parallel launches. Okay. So... One of the things that um, resonates with me on that is um, its potential to improve alignment across um, a company behind a launch. All um, of our work on launch excellence has suggested that one of the single biggest differentiators between the successful launches and the less successful launches is whether the company was aligned across functions between the local affiliate and um, the um, international and corporate um, areas on what the launch 
um, was um, going to be in terms of um, success, but also the critical success factors um, to drive that um, performance. Um, so how will this more sophisticated cockpit approach um, help alignment? Um, thanks for the question, Sarah. So if we look back, uh, right, uh, many companies have um, have operated by fairly analog approaches using uh, set playbooks uh, that would uh, pretty much predefine the activities to go through and, and, and check in the end uh, whether uh, things have been done um, to, uh, to uh, the level uh, expected. And so um, this notion of managing activities, predefined activities, to uh, according to a certain schedule, not necessarily distinguishing between the critical nature of tasks and being fairly process focused in the sense that you track handovers between teams, you, tra you, you track um, finalization of tasks. This all speaks to a, an analog environment, if you will, where, you, um, where there's limited signal sensing and where you basically fly on site. If we think about more sophisticated approaches that you call out or use this imagery of, of the launch uh, cockpit, this is not unlike the more uh, sort of scenario-based approaches to planning, uh, the more digitized approaches that have been employed um, and disrupted, in fact, other core business processes to pharma. If you take supply chain, and scenario planning approaches, of course, have been common for, for years and, and increasing, we've seen increasing digitization of, 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 uh, of, of that core process, which is also critical to pharma. But if we look at launch, there's still a large um, potential we would say to, to really uh, move toward a more agile system that helps bring a cross-functional team together and focus less perhaps on uh, single activities and more toward outcomes based on the key measures that as a team would make sense to align on. Obviously these uh, KPIs, these measures need to be set, but there are also some fairly standard measures that would apply across. This could be uh, measures such as expert engagement, such as disease awareness, diagnosis rate, share of scientific voice. Another good example is the extent to which your clinical practitioners, thought leaders in markets are aligned based on patient use cases aligned to your interpretation of the existing evidence at hand. So examples such as these, in the end, once you start embedding these measures in a digitized uh, kind of cockpit, then that will help teams navigate toward focus on the critical path, the key decisions, and the outcomes of their actions, and perhaps less so on the um, the uh, kind of more procedural conducting of certain uh, tasks in a playbook-like uh, approach. Fantastic. Um, so I'm interested by this word agility. Um, it sounds pretty reasonable that when we've got a very fast-moving external environment, and we have, um, that you need to be able to react faster and um, um, respond to changes um, in um, launch performance um, in, in real time. Um, so how can a launch cockpit help on that? So um, the way that you in practice um, form as a team around a launch cockpit, obviously when we think about the launch cockpit, we think about it as an interface, as a visual interface that brings an entire team um, together to assess the impact of their actions in the market in the pre-launch preparation phase. So 
having visibility to the key measures such as expert engagement, such as diagnosis rate, such as competitor activities even, such as uh, perhaps a trajectory in terms of budget spent to date, this allows the team to rapidly come together and uh, decide on the action. And this is in fact, when you discuss with organizations and with teams focused around uh, success and launch, this is what matters. The, what matters is that you are able to quickly pinpoint what are the decisions we need to make in order to see an impact in our pre-launch preparations, an impact in the market. So bringing the baseline, if you will, bringing the visibility to teams to make those rapid decisions, mm. that is what enables cross-functional agility which is what many companies have been lagging because of the relatively siloed uh, nature of, of launch preparation that we've seen in the past. So I'd like to finish maybe, um, Christina, by um, whether you have any reflections on the, um, the benefits that has, has brought to um, companies in, in real life launch situations. Um, do you have any examples of um, how this has helped companies um, address recent launches? Thanks for the question, Sarah. So I think we need to take into consideration here that what we're seeing is to a large extent, it's it's a paradigm shift in the way that we manage uh, launches into the future. And, and it's probably also important to say here that these are not capabilities that as a company, especially as a large company, you build overnight, right? So we know, of course, that many companies are today still in an environment where they have largely analog playbooks, and to some extent also starting to build more of the project management toolbox embedded into digital tooling um, that help them manage according to a set process to prepare for launch. Now, the capabilities that we're talking about here, I would say they're to a large extent, they're still nascent, but that doesn't mean that companies are not starting to look into this direction as a future vision and navigating towards that. And I, I would say we see that both across some of the larger players, but also, and perhaps in particular with smaller companies who are more resource constrained and need to don't have perhaps as many established frameworks and ways of, of, of managing, uh, but rather need to, to reset their way quickly in order to manage across a number of parallel launches. These are, in fact, some of the companies that we work with today in order to start implementing some of the, not just the vision, but also the actual material capabilities revolving around a launch cockpit. So thank you very much, Christina. So I think that you've given us a great vision of the future um, and where launch performance, um, preparation and performance management um, is going. Thank you. Thanks a lot for the talk here, Sarah. Great to be part of the Launch Excellence podcast series. You've been listening to the IQVIA podcast. Learn more about how we help our customers and partners accelerate innovation in healthcare at IQVIA.com.